Well, welcome back to the Christian Apostolic Center podcast, a body of born-again believers committed to the cause of Christ. I'm your show host here, Alex Spooner, and with me is my good friend, my co-host, Matthew Bell. Bro, how about you go ahead and let our audience know what we have in store for them today. Well, today we got an exciting topic. We're going to be talking about baptism in Jesus' name. If you have your Bibles, break them out, get your pens ready. Let's see what the scripture has to say about this essential topic, water baptism in Jesus' name. Well, we appreciate all those who are tuning in once again to the CAC podcast. We're here in the studio, a.k.a. basement of the church building, a.k.a. the Legacy Youth Room. Shout out to the youth uh, group and our wonderful youth pastor, Reverend Joshua Bell, and his partner in crime, Sister Laura Bell, for allowing us to consistently use this room. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we ever got permission. Not that I, I don't think that's necessarily how the, the, the church, uh, the government. I, anyway, thank you so much. You guys, you know, I know they teach in here. They put up with our stuff over here. So I definitely, we've had a lot of fun. We're back in the studio. They I guess that's what snacks I'm, in here, too. They do. You know. Yeah, there's a box of chips. Now, I'm be honest with you. When they left those here, that's the question. Because you've been eating those, bro. <laughs> I, I haven't eaten them for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get a couple weeks to be a while. Some people. All right, we're going to talk about <laughs> what are we talking about today? We're we're continuing our Why I Believe series, and today we're going to talk about the essentiality, the mode, and formula of baptism. Now, we started this what we call the segment, the New Birth segment of this Why I Believe series. We have talked about faith, and I'm going to reiterate this every single time we continue with a new episode in this new birth experience, being born again of the water and of the Spirit, John 3, 5. We're going to go over that a little bit today. I'm going to continue to bring up faith because it is important. Me and you had an incredible discussion, you know, pre-recording, talking about our notes, going over everything. We we were talking about all, all this hinges on faith and believing yeah. as the Scripture hath said. And so we're going to talk about a little about a little bit about that today because it is important what is called over you the name that is called over you in baptism um, you know is baptism even essential is it, is it a necessity or is it just an outward uh, sign um, affirmation of faith that's inward but not essential or is it just church membership uh, or is it is it needful obviously we yeah. believe that it is and we're going to talk about that today and I'm looking forward to it because really. Baptism is, in Jesus' name, by full immersion, as we're going to talk about today. It really is a line in the sand, um, and I'm, I'm excited. It's what the Bible teaches, and I'm really looking forward to getting into it, Rev. I know you've got a lot to say on the issue, and I'm going to, as every episode, I'm going to go ahead and piggyback off of you and let you uh, just, <laughs> and I don't know just blow our minds. Um, you know, let's let's say this first. I love that you pointed out, is it church membership? And this is an interesting conversation because I was just talking with someone recently at work, um, a really nice guy. He, I think his dad was Seventh-day Advent or something like mm-hmm. that, and he's he said he goes to a Lutheran church. Um, and, and I want to I really emphasize here, you know, we're talking about uh, salvation, this, the biblical salvation plan. And so when we're talking, I, I really want to emphasize, we are not talking about a religious doctrine. And this is the important thing. We are not 
talking about what CAC's doctrine is. We are not talking about what the UPCI's doctrine is. We are talking about the doctrine of Jesus Christ. As Paul said, he said, this is my gospel, the gospel of Christ, the good news of Christ. I am not here, and Brother Alex is not here. We are not here to debate other religious organizations, and we're not here to debate doctrinal stances. We are here to talk about what the Scripture says. Mm -hmm. There is no other source or foundation of belief. The reason why we, the main reason why we believe in Jesus Christ is because the preserved Word of God. The concepts and understanding of God, the salvation plan, it all has all has to come through the scripture. It cannot be based on tradition. It cannot be based by human ideologies or theologies. It has to be based on what doth saith the word of the Lord. And so when we say, you know, with, with, you know, church membership, genuine church membership is not when you go to a building and the building accepts you in true church church membership is when you're born into that's the church. right born to the family of god absolutely because the church itself is not a building but it is a body of believers true genuine scriptural believers as jesus said believing on me as the scripture has said and not according to your own self right and so we want to make sure with everything we do whether last week when we talked about repentance and the week before faith, everything we do, it has to be by the Bible. Yeah. It has to be by the Word of God. And so I, 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 I beseech, as the Word says, I beg everybody listening, whether on the a podcast, Facebook, YouTube, whatever, wherever you're listening to us at, we appreciate you listening. But I also beg you, get in the Bible. Yeah. Get in the Word. If anything, I hope this, and I know your hope is, that this would spark a hunger within people to know what Jesus says about it and know what the apostles, which are the Jesus being the chief cornerstone and the apostles being uh, the, the foundation of the house, the, the stones in which we yeah. are all built upon. Lively stones built yes. up a spiritual house. That's what First Peter says. So, and so we're going to start. We've kind of already gotten into it. The first thing is first, if if I could say that, <clears throat> the essentiality of it. Does yes. it do you need to be baptized? It, does the scripture deal with this? Does it talk about it? And we would say it does. And and so we're going to start. Obviously, I'll start with a couple of verses here. Obviously, build off that rev. I know we've kind of gone over, yeah, um, you know, ahead, what bro. you're feeling, what you're thinking as far as verses and direction here. So I'm going to lead us off here with uh, obviously a very familiar portion of scripture in John three five, and that really is. Um, the launch point for the new birth experience as far as understanding the need to be born again. In John 3, 5, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. We're obviously going to focus on that born of water part, which is important. How are we born of water? How are we born again? Obviously, Acts 2.38, we're going to talk about this in a little bit greater detail. We know what that says. Then Peter said, repent. We've already talked about repent. And then he says, be baptized. What I want to point out here is he he, he then says after that, every one of you, all of us, everybody under the sound of his voice. Now, we'll get into the formula a little bit after because he, he says some things after that. But he says, every one of you, you need to repent and you need to be baptized. First Peter 3.21, I believe it says, The like figure whereunto even 
baptism doth also now save us, not putting the way away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In a very popular verse of Scripture, Mark sixteen sixteen. This has already come up in previous podcasts, but it's the Word of God. It's important and more applicable, more now than ever. In this episode, he says, He that believeth and is baptized yes. shall be saved. And he goes on to say, But he that believeth not shall be damned. Um, in Acts twenty two sixteen. And now why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash. And this is important here. I want to end uh, this, this section of verses with this. And wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. It's important. In Acts here, Luke, the physician, the writer of the book of Acts, he says you need to be baptized and you need to wash away your sins. And so he not only talks about the importance and necessity of of baptism, but he also says kind of what it does, a part of what it does. We're going to break down what happens when you go down in the water in the name of Jesus uh, because it does more than just wash away your sins. But he does say wash away thy sins. And we know from previous episodes talking about sin that the wages of sin is death and all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And so looking at that verse and the verses that we've read already, it is important to be baptized. It is not, as you said, just church membership. And the Bible doesn't indicate, again, we're going to look back to the Bible, not not just based off of our own personal experiences, though we will use those in reference. The Bible never indicates that it's just to add an extra right. or Absolutely. just something that you can do if you feel if you feel towards it. I know you're going to break down some verses, but it's important to look at baptism not as just an outward action of an inward faith that you if you feel led to do. It is it is very biblical and I could say this with confidence, the Bible commands us to be baptized. Absolutely. I shouldn't have stopped there. You're still writing over there trying <laughs> No. Uh you you got my my brain firing. Um so, you know, everybody's probably heard this question before if you've ever had an experience uh, trying to give a Bible study or telling somebody about baptism. One of the first questions I always hear is, you mean to tell me if I'm not baptized, I'm not going to go to heaven or I'm not going to be saved? And, of course, that always backs us into a corner, right, to where it's, well, i got to make up your eternal destination. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say this. Each one of us are responsible for our individual salvation, and, and and we're responsible for spreading the gospel of salvation to every other individual, and then they themselves are responsible, responsible on whether or not they accept it. Um, so when someone would say, do I have to be baptized to be saved? I would say, according to the scripture, absolutely yes. Yeah. If you're not baptized and you say, well, if I die today, am I going to go to heaven or hell? I would say, well... Um, based off the scripture. Based off the scripture, I would say, let's get baptized as soon as you believe. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Because uh, we don't want that to be the case. Yeah. Um, but, you know, obviously we try not to determine whether or not someone's going to be saved within our own human reasoning. Absolutely. Everything that determines salvation or damnation is based on Scripture and yes. not on human reasoning or intellect. Right. Nor is it based on our 
personal empathy. No, absolutely not. We because can't empathize me, someone into heaven. We, we're, me and you are fallible. We're, yeah. we're not perfect. Our judgment would be, how often do we judge somebody or, 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 or give an opinion or look at something and, and as we perceive it and see it, probably out of context completely, not knowing, and we just we make a, a decision, a quick judgment, a, yeah. a call, and that can be so wrong. We could look at something and it seems like this. It looks like that. It must be that. But in yeah. all reality, there, there's we don't know the backstory. We don't know the reasonings, the motives, all of those things. Our judgment it, it can be fallible. It can be wrong. It can be incorrect. Yeah. But His Word, the ultimate judge, um, we can stand on with assurity because it's Jesus. It's God breathed. It's the inspired Word of God. And it's what He said. It's what the Bible yeah. says. And I, it's very difficult dealing with those type of questions. You know, well, what about my? I don't know. I, I don't Absolutely. know about grandma or grandpa, and, and and I say that honestly and earnestly. We all we can do is what we can do. Amen. And Amen. we need to make sure what we're doing as Christians, as born again believers, that we are born again. That we look at what the yeah. what the Bible says about it. Absolutely. So I think the same answer, according to the question, "Am I would I be saved if I was baptized?" I think would be the same answer Jesus gave Nicodemus yeah. uh, when he came to him by nine, and he said, "You must be born again." Now Nicodemus, with his human reasoning, and this is what we've got to understand: human reasoning is always going to think of something different. He he thought Nicodemus thought, "Well, I, how can I go into my mother's womb a second time and be born?" But Jesus, when he mentioned the born again experience in John chapter three. Um, of course, I go all the way down to verse 16 to get the proper context of everything he's saying. Um, he goes in and he's, that's when he explains, when Nicodemus is not following him of what that born-again experience is, that's when he explains what that actually means. Um, and he says, born of water and of spirit, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Not yeah. only can you not see it, in other words, you cannot comprehend it or understand it. Yeah. As the scripture says, those who are in darkness cannot understand the light. Mm. Um, he says, if you're not born again, you're not going to be able to enter this kingdom. And what my kingdom is, is what, of course, he said to Pilate when he says, my kingdom's not of this earth. Right. Um, it's spiritual. And that's why he said, uh, that which is flesh, do not marvel that I say you must be born again, for that which is flesh is flesh, and that which is spirit is spirit. Baptism is one part of the born again experience. In other words, of course, we're going to be talking about next week the baptism of the spirit. But baptism in immersion in water, of course, you beautifully tied to Acts chapter 2, verse 38, which was the fulfillment of. John chapter uh, 3, 5 of, of really what that meant, what Jesus meant, um, is that you have to be baptized with water. And, of course, baptism is a synonym word of not only water but also of spirit. Uh, but you have to be baptized in water. And then you brought out Mark sixteen sixteen, He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. Hmm. Um, so ultimately, true belief is going to lead you to baptism. That's right. Well, um, go ahead. oh no, I, I, Jesus was baptized. Amen. So I mean, you know, we look at uh, what would Jesus do again. We've brought that that very popular catchphrase up several times. But what would Jesus do? Jesus was baptized. Now, yeah. obviously, it was a different baptism. Uh, you know, it was for different reasons. Obviously, to fulfill all righteousness and yes. the um, the starting point or the 
um, the revealing of his ministry, his earthly ministry that he was beginning at that point in time. But not only was he baptized, he commanded in 2819, a very popular portion of scripture, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Ghost. So Jesus, not only being baptized, he commanded baptism. And so it's important to look at what Jesus did and what he commanded us to do, to baptize. And again, it, it wasn't a specific people. It wasn't just the Jews. He said, teach all nations by baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. So I think it's important. Baptism is not just for, uh, as you said, and I don't want to belabor the point, church membership. or It's for everybody. It is important right. to be baptized. Can right. any man forbid water yeah. and not be baptized? That's what the scripture says. Um and I love that you brought that up about Jesus. The scripture says that he was an example unto us. That's right. So one reason why I believe Christ was baptized, not only to fulfill all righteousness, but also to show the example of what was to come. Um, speaking of example, you know, I, I don't want to get, belabor this. I'm, I'm not going to go deep into this. I hope that people <laughs> will write it down and do some research on your own. But the scripture very very easily gives us the description that Israel was a type and a shadow. In yeah. other words, they were the shadow of the things to come in the yeah. New Testament. And one of those shadows in which was dealt was this tabernacle. And in order to enter into the holy place and then in the holies of holies, you had a process. We talked about it last week of repentance. And that first... The first entrance into the court of that tabernacle, outside of the holy place, um, you entered in, you seen this huge altar. Everything in that tabernacle began with an altar. And of course, we would uh, imply that to repentance. It's the death of oneself given to yeah. God. But then you have the brazen uh, uh, labor. And the brazen labor was... It, it was made up to where you could see the reflection of yourself. You grabbed that water and you had to clean yourself. You had to clean yourself all the way down. And, of course, we refer that to baptism mm. because it is a cleansing of oneself, the yes. filthiness that was once on us because we could die to ourselves, but what happens then after the death? That That dead carcass or that dead fleshly old man that you repented of now has to be cleansed and that is what we refer to baptism or a burial of course we'll get into that in the scripture yeah but then we enter into the holy place which where we refer to where the spirit operates yes so it's ultimately we are preparing our vessel for the entrance of the holy spirit yeah which is christ in us now uh i'm just going to move on real quick uh first peter three twenty one. we're still talking about the essentials of baptism first peter three twenty one. baptism doth also save us yeah. according to the example of noah at that period or not Noah. i'm sorry moses and israel crossing the red sea is mm -hmm. what peter referred to um you could do a little research here yourselves uh, Acts chapter 10 verses 6 and go to ver from 6 go to verse 48 later on so you write that down and look that up yeah um what would you the purpose of baptism of course yeah. would be the remits the yeah. remission of sins absolutely and i think it's important i, I don't want to get ahead of myself but referring to 
your example of the Old Testament, which yeah. obviously the Bible points to that. Uh, they, those things were done as a type and example to us, of course. But they had to do that every time. Um, they had to wash their, their hands and wash themselves every time um, they came in to that place. It was consistent. Every time they yeah. entered, they had to do that. What's What's incredible um, is the power um, and the essentiality of baptism and also which name is called over you. Obviously, we, we'll get into that. I don't want to yeah. get too ahead of myself, yeah. so I think that's pretty important. And the mode is important. That, you know, that's really what we're, we're getting into here as you brought up kind of being buried with him in baptism. Yes. It's the mode of baptism. And so, you know, baptism is essential. That's what the Scripture says it teaches, and I encourage you to look more at that. Obviously, um, there's many verses on baptism. You can look up uh, all the different times the Scripture speaks to baptism and see what it says for yourself. You know, when these men are trying, they're, they're pricked in their hearts, they're convicted, they're moved by faith and belief to a place of action. Think about that. To they had to believe, and then they acted on that belief by asking Peter, okay, what do we have to do? And, and Peter, if there ever was a time uh, to really be clear, if it was not essential, you can say, hey, those who feel led, repent and be baptized, or those who are of this ethnicity or of that uh, nation or those. Uh, he, he did that. He, he, he said, every one of you, you need to repent and be baptized. Every one of you. Baptism is essential. The next important part is the mode of baptism. And according to the scripture, the Bible teaches the proper mode of baptism is by full immersion. Mm-hmm. Look at Matthew 3.16. We already referenced Jesus' baptism. Let's read and look what it says. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, which is implying that Jesus was under the water. He was immersed under the water for oh, him to have to immersion already, huh? have to come out. <laughs> we, am I getting too far ahead of myself? Oh, no, brother. Keep going. Oh, I'll, come on. I'll okay. jump right over there. All right. <laughs> I'm jumping with you. He is coming out of the water. Again, the mode of baptism, which we would obviously say is by full immersion. Uh, let's look at another incident in Acts chapter 8 and verse 38. And he says, And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him, referring to Philip taking him into the water to be baptized. Another one, Romans 6, 4. This is important. We could stay here a little bit longer. Therefore, we are buried with him in by baptism into death. And yeah. so we know that to bury somebody, a corpse, is not buried by placing it on top of the ground and sprinkling a little bit of dirt and soil on it. Obviously, nothing, uh, an example that apostolics, you know, maybe are not, they're obviously familiar with, but it's you completely immerse and then cover that body, that dead body, that corpse with with. Uh, dirt and so that's the analogy that paul uses in romans and i think i know you have several resources here so i'll let you leave the charge i just want to start it according to the world book encyclopedia uh, on page 651 of volume one at first all baptism was by complete immersion it also goes on and the catholic encyclopedia i think this is pretty incredible the catholic encyclopedia states in the early centuries, I'm quoting now, all were baptized by immersion in streams, pools, and baptistries. That's volume 2, page 263. So if you would like to obviously do that research for yourself, we would like you to look that up because those are great resources to have. Historically, uh, not just oneness, Pentecostal, apostolics, uh, the Catholic Church, again, in the Catholic Encyclopedia, uh, volume 2, page 263, that 
everybody was baptized by full immersion in pools, baptisteries, and streams. So, again, the essentiality of it is important. And then how we're baptized is obviously important. We want to be biblical. We want to be uh, very well-rounded in what we're doing because, again, we believe, if we believe it's essential, how we do it is essential. And so, again, by full immersion is what you know the Scripture yeah. teaches. Um. I'm gonna, I'll just point out a couple points go and ahead, then I'll man. go back I, into yeah, the remission just, of sins. Yeah, absolutely. If you're okay with that. Uh, the baptism must be, like you said, must be um, administered according to the scripture. The question would be, there's really only two examples that we have. You know, um, I believe more so uh, Catholics believe in the sprinkling of water and, yeah. and maybe a couple other religions. Um, but biblical baptism was, has never been done in sprinkling Biblical, according to the scripture, has always been done by baptismal, which baptizo would be the Greek word. And what that means is to make whelmed. Now, that whelmed word means fully wet, to make one fully wet. The uh, dictionary, Bible dictionary, multiple Bible dictionaries, by the way, majority of every one that you pick up, this is what it really means, to be immersed in underwater yeah. like you so uh, beautifully beautifully described it is referring to the burial uh, the burial of that body and we're burying that body in jesus christ and yes we, and when we come up as paul said it's not i anymore but it's christ because i've been buried yes um john three twenty three points out that john was baptizing at anan why because there was much water there. Why did he need much water? Because if, baptism yeah. was referring to full immersion. If he didn't need much water, he would just take a little bit of sprinkles on his finger and sprinkle it over somebody. But he knew that wasn't the purpose of baptism. But let me point this out. John's baptism was a baptism of repentance, but it was not the baptism in Jesus' name. You cannot be baptized with the baptism of repentance and it be the same thing as baptism in Jesus' name. Of course, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, I think you already brought up Acts chapter 8. And um, verse 38. Yes, you already brought that up. We can so, go back to that if you want. No, no. Okay. Uh, that point is, I think the immersion baptism is actually pretty easily covered in, in the Scripture, would it, you say it, so? Absolutely. It, and, again, histor- historically, you know, you talked about infant baptism just to continue to quote, prior to this yeah yeah you know the we talked about the catholic church baptizing um by full immersion in pools streams and baptistries that sort of thing <clears throat> again you know also if you continue to read again i know this sounds nerdy but this these resources are important you can find yeah. these you know in the the catholic encyclopedia britannica 11th edition volume 3 page 365 <laughs> through 66 you i might give, need to rewind that i give you all that information can. because this is not just me and Brother Bell speaking up here, just, yeah. just the, this is not our opinion. We, this is a quote here now. And again, it, this is resource and information that you can have. So whenever you're talking to somebody, it's not just, oh, well, that's just your opinion or that's just your bias. Well, you know, th- that's a fair point because obviously me and you are a perfect example being raised uh, under this persuasion, being taught of this persuasion or obviously more uh, – more apt to lean towards this way now we have looked at the scriptures personally and uh, felt that the lord has revealed to us personally we have a this is just in we have a notification coming in live do we have a do we have a comment my wife said how are how's it going so you have your phone your phone's right there no this was my ipad oh 
you would think after several episodes, what is this, episode eight or nine? You would think that we would have this down, folks. You would think. As Pastor would say, anybody could do this. Anybody. Brother Dave, we're still waiting for you on the show here. We were really hoping you'd show up tonight. Anyway, I say all that. Page 365 through 66, 11th edition, volume three of the Encyclopedia Britannica. It states here that immersion was not convenient after the Catholic Church instituted infant baptism, as you've already pointed. Thus, the mode was changed to sprinkling. So I think it's important to look at the historical, uh, through the historical lens, when sprinkling came about. Because we don't see it anywhere in Scripture. But clearly, it's a a prominent view with a pretty significant denomination, obviously. So, uh, again, that is the, you know, Encyclopedia Britannica. So... It came with infant baptism. Now, we're not going to get too much into infant baptism, I don't believe. But as you said, the mode of baptism is pretty clear that it is by full immersion. Again, that Greek word, baptizo. Um, And, and, you know, like like we've started before, our our whole goal is not to argue with other religions. uh, But I would just point out two logical things. Number one, the Bible never teaches it. Um, It always teaches full immersion, which is baptizo, uh, the Greek word for that. And then secondly... If baptism was um, related to or you, related to burial, as Romans chapter six, yeah. I would say I don't. I mean, I would never want to bury someone with a little sprinkle of dirt. Yeah, and so that's kind of the whole logical point and logical reasoning that we can come to the conclusion, of course, that the apostles and Jesus Christ all taught that baptism was done in full immersion in the water. Of course, um, let's talk about real quick the purpose of baptism. Yeah. Uh, the purpose of baptism is to remit sins. And remit or remissions, as the scripture teaches, is the cancellation of a debt or payment. It is the removal of it. In other words, if you and me had a debt, uh, there is a removal of mm. that debt according to acts chapter 2 verse 38 it obviously of course hold on a second everybody it's not just baptism it's repentance and baptism they work cohesively together you cannot yes. have one without the other they all everything in the gospel plan of salvation works cohesively together that's both with faith repentance baptism and the baptism of the holy ghost so yeah. When I point out baptism as the remission of sins, of course, I'm including repentance according to what Peter talked about. Hebrews 9, uh, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22, the blood removes removes the sin through Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus Christ. Why? Because the blood was the payment. He paid the penalty of our sin, which the wages of sin was death. The blood represents that death has been admitted to Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And so when we're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, what we're actually doing is claiming that payment that he paid for us and claiming it upon ourselves. That way, when we go before God, we do not, I do not go in the name of Matthew Bell, but I go in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? Because the name of Jesus Christ represents that I am cleansed by the payment in which he paid for me. Because the covenant is through the name of Jesus. Of course, pastor's been teaching that so beautifully. If you want to go to CAC's Facebook page, please go into our Monday night lessons. Yes. I wanted to do a little bit of plug-in. Pastor so beautifully has been touch- teaching about relationship with God through covenant. Of course, salvation, this entrance into the salvation plan, 
It ties into the covenant and promise in which God deals with mankind. But baptism in Jesus' name is applying the name of Christ, which represents the payment to our sins, which gives us the liberty to come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain help in the time of need. What that saying is we can boldly come before the Lord and have relation and communion with him. So baptism has that essential part of paying the payment of our sins. Um, Luke chapter 24, verse 47, is that repentance and remission of sins be preached in his name. His name. So repentance and remission have a tie-in together. Of course, we find that when we go to repentance and remission, according to Acts chapter 2, verse 38, we all can, majority of people can quote it. I know I'm talking fast. There's a lot of information. Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of of the Holy Ghost. And then, of course, you can go to 1 John 5, 8 and tie that in with Acts twenty two 16. I'll let everybody at home do the work. Go ahead, brother. Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, is it essential. It's essential. The mode, and you just, you just went ahead and jumped right into it. Perfect segue. By applying, how can we apply that? How can we apply the essentiality, the mode of it, the only way to apply what Jesus did for us is to be buried with him and be baptized yes. in his name. Yes. That's important. I, I would ask someone maybe of the persuasion of three distinct persons, you know, when you baptize in the name of the Father, you know, uh, you know uh, they, taking Matthew twenty nineteen, you know, out of context a little bit there. But the Father didn't, according to them, the Father is not the one that came and died for them. Yes. And so baptizing them in the name of the Father or in the name of the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit, God, the Holy Spirit, again, not a biblical term, but I'm using that just to, for the illustration and, and the point to be proven. They didn't come to die for, for us. They didn't shed the blood. Yes. And so in order that blood to be applied, in order to be buried with him, that, that verse in Romans 6, 4, talking about Jesus Christ, we're buried with yeah. him in baptism, yeah. not them. We're buried with him. So... Again, even if you're under the persuasion of three distinct persons, the other two didn't come and die for you. Right. And so their names don't have much to do with being buried with him, Jesus Christ, in baptism because he's the one. He shed his blood for us. It's his blood that we that we need applied to our lives. Nobody else's blood. Amen. It's important. We, we need to go down. Obviously, it's essential and to go down in the water in the name of Jesus Christ by full immersion for the remission of sins, the Bible says, faith believing it is important and really what this boils down to is the obedience to the word of god because it's all you just say well it's just a name it's just an it's just saying you're saying that the correct baptism is all boiled down to just a single word that somebody calls over me and we've talked about this pre-show and i want to share with our audience you know the prophet god told the prophet you tell naaman to go dip in the jordan seven times well why seven well, we don't exactly know why seven. It, there wasn't anything particular about, you know, uh, uh, the Lord's number, we would say seven. But, other, yeah. you know, maybe other than that argument, there's really, you know, why seven? Why not four? And we know if Naaman, if he would have went in the Jordan and only did four, five, even six times, one time less than what God commanded through the prophet for him to do in order to be cleansed from leprosy, he would have come up just as dirty as he went down. 
Yeah. What are we saying? The, the power in Jesus' name, baptism, again, yeah, having the name applied and called over you in faith believing, yes, but it's also faith believing in obedience to what the Scripture has said because that is how Jesus said to do it in all of our faith. Everything we hinge on, we believe, is said what Jesus said. Peter said, where else can I go? Only you have the words to eternal life. Yes. We do this because it's what the Scripture says. It's what Jesus said. Um and before I go into Matthew twenty nineteen, breaking that down a little bit, you want to go ahead and comment on anything before we dive into that? Um, I do have a little bit. We're getting um, too excited. So this is we're, you know we're going to go ahead and admit this right now. Two preachers talking about something as exciting about Jesus name baptism. We pretty much have the same sermon on our page here. We just somehow have to let each other preach the fun well, points. <laughs> I, I'm hoping we're teaching and not preaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, so we're, tre- we're treaching. My wife's probably my wife's probably in the messages saying you're treaching. Is, That's uh, right. And I'm sure Sister Tiffany and Brother Patrick are doing the same thing. Thank you, or, Sister Iana, for texting you, your husband during this. That's incredible. Yeah. He needed to, we're he doing, needed that. We're doing good, babe. I appreciate <laughs> that. That's um, incredible. So uh, in regards to baptism. <laughs> Look at this guy. He's always distracting me. I think what's distracting, I think what's incredible is Miss Producer. Now, just a disclaimer: Miss Producer did come back out of retirement for one that? more from one more lesson. That's incredible. Next week we're going to we're going to review. We're, we're going to review. Yeah, applications have ceased. We thank you for all the yep. in person interviews. Uh, excuse me, over the phone interviews that we conducted. <laughs> it was a difficult decision. We'll get more into that later. But anyway, go ahead, Rev. We'll just start talking about the name of Jesus. Um. You mind if I go and start going into Matthew twenty eight? <laughs> okay, so he's like, you're gonna start breaking it down. Are you kidding? This is I'm what I'm talking sorry, about. Man. This is true I'm humility sorry. right here, <laughs> bro. I'm gonna tell you right now. I have, off, I have a couple points here that are gonna change some lives. So you need. To, no, I'm kidding. Go ahead, no, bro. No. Start. No, break it I, down. I was good. I thought I had some things before that, but I just went right into uh, <laughs> the name of baptism in Jesus' name. You go ahead, bro. <clears throat> so you have an obviously Jesus proclaiming, demanding that people go into all the world, teach Matthew twenty nineteen, go into all the world and teach all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy <clears throat> Ghost. I think it's important here that Jesus is the name, and we've talked about this, which the roles of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are revealed. That's important. Jesus is the revealing of the Old Testament Yahweh. He's also uh, revealed himself that he is the Holy Ghost. The angel of the Lord instructed Joseph, She shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Matthew one twenty one. Jesus said, I have come in my Father's name. I think that's important. I've come in my Father's name. And the Comforter, he says a little bit later, this is John 5.43 and John 14.26. I won't hit too much. I'm going to save some for you, okay? Jesus said, The Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, the Father will send... In my name, thus by baptizing people in the name of Jesus, we honor that Godhead. We, we don't do any damage to the Godhead, obviously, in Colossians 2.9. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. I, I think it's important. He, he didn't command them to use words as formula, but he commanded them to baptize in the name. That The word name is used here. It's in the singular, and it is meant to be the focal point of the baptismal command, the, the, the titles we call them, and biblically revealed, the titles of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, that describes God's relationship to humanity yep. and are not the supreme saving name described here, which we know is Jesus. And so I'll end with my verse, Acts 4.12, For neither is the salvation any other, for there is none other name 
under heaven, given among men, whereby we must be saved. That's Acts 4 and 12. So right. the emphasis is on it's on the name. And we know, based off Scripture, that Jesus, he is, he is come in his Father's name. The Comforter will come in his name. And we know that the Son is the name of Jesus Christ. So by you yeah. honor Matthew 20 and 19 by baptizing in the name of Jesus. Right. And just I'll just add one more scripture in regards to the Holy Ghost. I would go to Galatians one twenty seven, which says it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hope of glory. Thank John, you, Lord. John fourteen, sixteen through eighteen. I believe you've already spoke that. Uh, John five forty three and Matthew one twenty one. I hope everybody out there that you'll get your Bibles and as Brother Alex beautifully uh spoke, representing that the name of Jesus represents the Father, Son, the Holy Ghost, because the those are roles of relationship in which God deals with mankind, and Jesus is the revealing of all three of those. Um, I would say, uh, let's go baptism in Jesus' name. How did the early church interpret Matthew twenty-eight nineteen? They interpret it, of course, in Acts two thirty-eight, baptized in the name of Jesus. Yeah, uh, you could go to Acts chapter eight verse sixteen. You could read it's in the name of Jesus or the Lord, uh, Acts chapter 10, verse 48, and Acts chapter 19, verse 5. Paul, seeing that it was so important yeah, to baptize this is, this is great. in the name of Jesus, that when when Paul met two of John's disciples... This sums it all up, really. Yeah. Honestly, bro, this is like this is a grand finale. This sums up everything we've talked yeah. about. Go ahead and lead, head, head, bring us home. He goes... <laughs> bring us home. <laughs> It goes in and he says, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And as pastor said on Monday night, the assumption is, is that you can believe and yet not receive the Holy Ghost. And so uh, the Holy, and of course we'll talk about it next week. I'm not going to get ahead of myself. No, 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 no. Um, but they said, we, we haven't even heard there's a Holy Ghost. And then his assumption was, hold on a second, something's stopping you then from, from receiving it. Yeah. Um, or, or in other words, uh, uh, something something's wrong. So he's starting to examine. That's what Paul's doing. That's why he's asking so many questions. And just a little hint out there: if you want to be a good witness, be good at questions. Hey, um, come on. on now, write that down. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, go ahead and stay there a little while. <laughs> so, uh, Acts chapter nineteen. Come verse, on, don't lose your thunder, bro. Acts, come on. <laughs> Acts chapter nineteen, verse five talks about it and and ultimately paul ends up coming to the conclusion he says in what baptism were you baptized in and so baptism obviously was a very important formula it wasn't just go underwater it was it was the intention of why you were going underwater yeah and they were baptized of course the answer we were baptized in the baptism of john's repent of, of john's baptism baptism of repentance and so paul concluded he said, you're going to have to be baptized again. And they, they, of course, agreed. Why? Because they had belief in Jesus Christ. And so they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so Paul thought it so Im- imperative that you had to be baptized in Jesus' name. To those who were baptized in John's baptism, hey, that's not the baptism of this New Testament born-again experience because it, it doesn't apply the name of Christ to you. So we have to rebaptize you in Jesus' name. So coming to the conclusion is that baptism in Jesus' name was so imperative that even when John's disciples were baptized, Paul 
thought it was so imperative to say you've got to be baptized yeah. in the name of Jesus Christ. And, of course, they've received the Holy Ghost at that yeah. point of time after coming up. And, and, and let me say this again. I want to go back to our first initial point. You can be baptized in Jesus' name, but without faith, yes. you're just getting wet. That's right. Everything relies on you having faith because faith ultimately is what produces the work. And it's that faith in the work of Christ that gave us the opportunity to receive baptism, yeah. gave us the opportunity to receive the Holy Ghost, uh, that saves us. It's faith. We're saved by grace through faith, but faith without works is dead. So the formula of faith, repentance, baptism, of course, is that initial entrance. Uh, may I say a couple more things, brother? lead us home um i want to cover a couple more things uh, i want to give people some scripture is all yeah and then i want to ask you a question i'm putting I, you on the spot. i don't want to i don't want to answer you on any the questions spot. um i want to give everybody out there a a little bible study that that you can look up for yourselves i want you to look up the entrance into the church uh, or entrance into the body of christ of how or who was added to the church as the scripture says, I want you to go to Acts chapter 2, verse 41, and then I want you to read that chapter. Acts chapter 8, verse 12, Acts chapter 10, verse 48, Acts chapter 16, through four, uh, from verse 14 to 33, Acts chapter 18 to 8, Acts chapter 19, 1 through 6. We'll try to have uh, Becca put these on the yeah, too. yeah, we, uh, uh, uh. I could send her this whole list too. Yeah, Galatians three thirty seven, and Colossians two twelve, and also as uh, the scripture brother Alex pointed out in Romans six one through four. I want you to read those, and I believe once you read these scriptures and you and you begin to try to under the context, understand the context of those scriptures, by the conclusion of it, we'll say. We've got to be baptized, and not only baptized, but baptized in the name. That's right. Watch this, of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. What's the name? Jesus. Jesus. The name is Jesus. Um, let me ask you a question. Now, we've kind of, we've, what we've talked about, we've talked about uh, the necessity of baptism. Yeah. We've talked about the purpose of baptism. Uh, we've talked about the mode of baptism, how it's done, of course, by immersion and in the name of Jesus. We've talked about all those things, um, but there's some things that I, I don't want to say we don't have scripture for because there. Are, uh, but we have to come through, come to a logical conclusion. I would say uh, through the the scriptures by the assumption of scriptures. I would say I don't I don't like using the word assumption because you can get in trouble, but by logical conclusion, and we brought we brought it up for a quick second mm -hmm. a little bit ago. And that is infant baptism. And I've talked to people and they've said, you know, when I was I was an infant, I was baptized. And so what they say, because I was an infant, I was baptized. They don't have to be baptized again. Um, what would you say to someone that says, I, I was baptized as an infant. Should I be baptized again? Yeah. And if you believe, and of course, me and you are on the same page as this. I already know that. We we probably have the same answer that infant baptism is not scriptural, right? Um, but what would we say 
to when someone should get baptized? How do they know if they're in the right place to get baptized? Can you kind of speak, give us a little bit of wisdom and enlightenment? Well, so let if let's just use the example again, a Catholic baptism, which um, <clears throat> sprinkling became popular when Catholics started baptizing infants. And so somebody that has been maybe baptized as an infant um, and sprinkling, this is a, a pretty interesting truth. Most people, unless they're told um, and even they can forget, they don't even know sometimes if they've been baptized when they're an infant. I'm sure several people have been rebaptized. <laughs> Um, not knowing they had been baptized as an infant because uh, maybe, uh, you know, parents failed to show them a picture or tell them about it. That can happen, obviously. If someone's baptized in the name of the titles and, and sprinkled, it's quite easy to point out, as we have had, uh, as we have um, today, what the Bible speaks about it. We're not the ultimate judge. It's what the Scripture says. And, and you can see not only the essentiality of it, uh, but being baptized by full immersion in the name of Jesus. But let's just... Let's just use the example that they're, they are as babies baptized, let's say by full immersion, and that the name of Jesus is called over them. Let's just assume that point, and they are an infant or one or two years old. You already really answered the question. I'm just going to reaffirm your answer. What makes baptism in the name of Jesus, again, we are applying that name because we're buried with him. And so we go down, full immersion, buried. I don't want to regurgitate everything we just spoke about. But we had to have the sacrifice that Jesus uh, gave, that he provided himself a sacrifice. We had to have that applied to our lives. And the Bible says through salvation, the way to apply that is through baptism. Apply that blood and get those sins remitted for me to come up. Um, for the old man to be buried, we, I have to be baptized in Jesus' name. That's important. But it all hinges, as we've talked about a couple episodes ago, it's on faith and believing. And me and you would both agree that an infant does not have the capability of really uh, believing or having faith in what is happening. And yeah. so as you have yeah. said, they, they would just be getting wet. Now, I yeah. don't look down on anyone's experience, as Pastor had said. Paul did that perfectly. He's seen people that had an experience. He didn't say, well, you know, have you received the Holy Ghost? When they said, what well, Holy Ghost? He didn't say, my gosh, you guys are so far from the from Scripture, I'm not going to waste my time. Um, and, and when they told them, you know, you know, we've been baptizing on John's baptism, he's like, oh, gosh, we're starting from square one. No, he just built on what they already had, which was faith, believing. They'd already followed John. They'd already repented. And so Paul knew their spirits were perfect ready to be yeah. baptized in Jesus' name yeah. and filled with the Holy Ghost. But it is it's completely based off believing and having faith in the power of the name of Jesus to do what the Bible says. Again, it's just a syllable. I baptize you in the name of Jesus. That That's that's not, I mean, again, I baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. I mean, that's just, those are not crazy different. It's a syllable. It's It's one word compared to three words. So where's the power at, you know? It's is it, it's not in the person baptizing me because again you know I I, I was able to baptize Brother Zach the other day and I don't I'm not a, a angel or yeah. anything like that it's not in the person baptizing you it literally all is in the name of Jesus that's called over you yes. but again that's just a man speaking a word so to sum it all up again it is being having the ability to believe take what the Scripture says believe what Jesus did for you believe and understand the necessity of it being applied to my life the essentiality of it and having faith believing and so an infant doesn't have that ability to do that and so i think i would say it'd be important and biblical for them to be baptized again in in the name of jesus when they have a full understanding of it before i got baptized pastor called me and he said um why are you getting baptized and i was thrown back I, i wasn't ready for that because it was 
you know, your kids, it's cool to get baptized. It's yeah. cool to get the Holy Ghost, you know, because we, we didn't fully understand it all uh, per se. But, you know, we knew everyone gathering around us and praying for us because they, they, we knew that they knew we needed the Holy yeah. Ghost or mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so I was asked, why do you need, why are you going to get baptized? And I remember my response to this day. Well, because I need my sins washed away. And that's the way to do it. Yeah. And so that was, now my understanding wasn't deep. I didn't understand being buried with him in baptism in Romans 6. I didn't understand that fully, but I understood enough that doing this as an act of faith and obedience to the scripture, that it was important and it was necessary. And I I wasn't very old. I know you said you were baptized around eight or nine years old. Um, So I know you can relate that a little bit. Yeah, and in my view is the same as yours. Um, I would say for those who are infant baptism, or if you have a young child and they're starting to talk about baptism, a little bit of wisdom would be uh, two things um, that come to my mind as, of course, Mark sixteen sixteen, uh, those who believe and are yeah. baptized. Um, I'm convinced that you, whatever age you are, I'm not going to get into what age you need to be. Yeah, that's I a be- different conversation. I believe sure. you should be able to have some form of comprehension. <laughs> Um, usually that doesn't take place until you're at least past five. But again, I'm no way saying that you have to be past five. I'm just giving a small example. Um, I know very young children that were seven. I was nine at the time, but I knew why I was being baptized. I didn't know the full understanding, but I knew simple comprehensions of it. Um, so I would say, number one, you would have to be an age that you were able to believe. Yeah. You have to be able to believe. And number two, as you pointed it out, and it has to be obedience to the word. If I take someone off the street, put a, you know, something over their head, they can't see what's going on, and I just dunk throw, them down, dunk them down, and say, <laughs> Jesus' name, you're saved, and throw them out back in the street. Obviously, that has done nothing but made someone very upset at me, and I'd probably get hurt after that. People are going down here at CAC. <laughs> Yeah, but if I had somebody that was had faith in Jesus Christ, and as Peter said to the uh, Cornelius, he says, "Who can stop me? Um, who can stop them from being baptized? They forbid, received, yeah, who can yeah. forbid water?" And and then he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. And guess what they did? They obeyed the yeah. commandment. So I would say you would have to believe and you would have to be able to obey the commandment. Um, and then uh, here's a good question. I'm sure some some out there. And if anybody has any questions, please. Brother Dave, we already know you have answered these questions brilliantly. Yep. I can just see We're, it now, Brother Dave, in the comments. I, I love it. I know he's laughing right now when he heard that. He's just like, oh, these guys. Man. Brother Dave has got to come on. Literally, when we bring Brother Dave on, or actually when Brother Dave chooses to come on, if yeah. Brother Dave, if you showed up uh, 7 o'clock, 6.30 on a Tuesday night, whenever we record this, <laughs> you're on, my friend. All right. We're running out of time. We're yeah, yeah. This. We, yeah we gotta, what we gotta if someone up. is baptized and doesn't understand hmm. uh, why they were baptized? Should they be baptized again? Um this is a difficult question, uh, yeah. but it should be talked about at least to a small extent because I know many people that were that are struggling with this. Yeah, um, may I? I'll probably just go first real quick. Bro, a- go ahead and mind. answer it. Yeah, I mean, I, you go. You know, put yourself on the spot. That's fine with me. I would say uh, that certain situations would be subjective. In other words, um, 
if you were baptized in the name of Jesus and and you had no faith and you were just baptized, you know, I would say if if you genuinely believe that that baptism that baptism that Jesus Christ the was covered, you were covered by Jesus Christ, then I would say really you would want to talk to your pastor and get a little bit of his directions. I, I would always lead to your spiritual leader um, and not listen to this podcast and do what I say. Um, so I would always say if you're in that place of confusion, you're not certain if you really understood. And I would want to ask you, what do you mean by understand? Because I was nine years old. I knew if I was baptized, baptism was for sin. It was to wash away sin. That was the fullest understanding I had of baptism. I knew it had to be done in Jesus' name, and I knew it was to wash sins away. Um, later on in my later years, I started to question, well, do I got to get rebaptized because I didn't have the full theological understanding of baptism and everything that that meant of new covenant and the promise of the Father and all this stuff. And I and, and I, I had some counsel with someone, and he said, just remember, he said, your understanding and your knowledge will always grow, but faith ultimately is going it, it grows, but faith ultimately is the same principle. You believed that Jesus Christ washed away your sins at baptism. And yeah. if you were baptized for that reason and you have faith in Jesus Christ and the power of Jesus Christ that your sins were washed away at baptism through the name of Jesus, then I would say your understanding, though it will grow in the future and it will constantly grow, mine's constantly growing, then if you had that enough of that understanding... Then I would say you are in a you are in a in a place where faith is in Jesus, and not because we could get to a place where our faith is in our knowledge, yeah, and not in Jesus Christ. But if your faith is in Jesus Christ, you're at a, you're in a safe place. Go ahead, brother. Do you have any opinions on that? Am I wrong? Am I off track? Here? No, absolutely not. I think you did the greatest thing we could possibly do is say, talk to the pastor. Talk to the pastor. <laughs> if and shout out, Pastor yeah. CAC. We, uh, you're going to have another line outside your office after this one. But I think it's, you know what, it's a good time to wrap it up. Yeah, I think it's good. important. Mark 7 and 8, Jesus said, Laying aside the commandment of God, ye hold the tradition of men. And we know through history that it was not many years after the apostles that they passed away off the scene, that the mode and formula of baptism it was changed. Um, and you can find that, again, just to... I feel like a nerd now that you brought it up, but if you look at Hastings Dictionary of the Bible, Volume 1, page 241, you can see that, the historical um, changing of it. What's important is, are we going to believe the commandment of the Lord or the traditions of men? We want to believe the commandments of the Lord. We want to believe what the Bible teaches, and I hope, you know, we've had a lot of fun tonight. We've, we've joked a lot. I hope people can, can sense the sincerity behind what we're teaching and speaking about because we believe this is important. Um, we get so excited about this because we've not only heard it all our lives, we've received it for ourselves based off of the scripture. It's an incredible experience. And uh, in, in what an experience we're going to talk about next week, the gift of the Holy Ghost, Amen. the essentiality of it, the evidence, the initial sign and evidence of speaking in tongues of, of the infilling of the Spirit. So that's important. We appreciate everybody. Thank you for tuning in once again. And, and hopefully, I think this is the final sign-off for Ms. Producer, Madison Spooner. Thank you again so much for being such a faithful uh, saint and, and producer, doing a lot behind the scenes. And has not yet been on the podcast, but we're going to go ahead and maybe one day make that happen. She's going off. 
to a great place to learn a little bit more. I think she's already got it all figured out, but we don't know. So we're going to go ahead and send her off just in case for two more long years. Rev, anything else? Have a good night. We We love love you you all. God bless. Talk to your pastor. (laughs) 